Well, if we're sitting at home bored in lockdown, people who are into cybercrime are sitting at home bored trying. And so you could see that we could ramp up our virus protection and our security scanning. And we could get in front of the curve. And I think we did that really well. And I think the numbers showed that we protected our clients. Welcome to ANZ News. Join Blue Notes Managing Editor Andrew Cornell as he chats with Sally Tyndall, a former pilot and now journey expert at ANZ, as they discuss the similarities between banking and flying a plane, changing careers and assessing risk. Hello, Sally, and thanks very much for speaking with ANZ News. Yours is quite a remarkable, I mean, there's many remarkable stories during COVID, but yours is quite remarkable in that before COVID hit, you were a pilot at Virgin, and now you're you're in compliance and risk at ANZ. Can you talk us through how that happened? Well, I think it was a remarkable turn of events, really, that turned out to be probably one of the best things that's ever happened. Um, I started 2020 as a Virgin Australia International Airline pilot flying back and forth to Hong Kong primarily. And we started 2020 with the riots in Hong Kong, which was quite interesting to experience. And the company was already pulling us out of that type of flying environment when COVID hit and the international arm of the business got stood down first. Uh, We all thought based on European data that this was going to be something that was going to hit us for about six weeks and then we'll be back in the game. Um, Everyone now knows uh, Virgin went into administration and COVID grounded all airlines and of course we're only just ramping up for flying now. Uh, What was striking however was a a lot of my pilot fraternity uh, that we were eventually made redundant um, went and did temp work, did whatever they could to bide their time to get back to flying. And uh, my uh, domestic situation changed rapidly and I ended up uh, as a single mum and realised that perhaps my diverse skill set could be better applied locally. And so I started looking around and one of the things that um, pilots do, which they don't really give themselves credit for is because everyone just thinks that we strut around wearing big hats and then land airplanes is we assess risk and I was a safety specialist and am trained in human factors and safety and I looked at the the finance industry with awe and wonder really because um, experts subject matter experts in change and change management are actually few and far between in finance And, and what I did discover was Uh, I had a skill set and there seemed to be a slight void. And so we both uh, came to a harmonious agreement and I'm loving it. Well, I mean, we'll talk about where where those common skills work across it. But I still struggle to see you're a pilot. You have these particular skills. Okay, I can see you don't want to stay in the airline industry, but, you know, mining, engineering sort of things. Why? How did a bank come onto the onto your horizon? Well, if you look at mining, uh, certainly that's uh, across borders. And at the time, uh, we were in lockdown and I could very much see that I had the choice between uh, homeschooling, which was very, very fun. Um, But my six-year-old, I think, is far smarter than me. And so after a number of months of doing physics experiments that almost blew up our kitchen, (laughs) I realised I probably had to uh, do a more appropriate job for my skill set. And 
uh, whilst I can do engineering function roles, uh, really looking at um, risk, organisational change and change management is something that was fundamentally absent in finance and what I looked at was what were we all doing whilst we were in lockdown and of course that was shopping online and so there was a, a tremendous increase in fraudulent activity and people you know were driving trucks and a lot of my pilot fraternity went out and delivered parcels and so I saw that where some areas of the world were having a downturn banking and finance could really embrace this opportunity and and almost give back to the general public something that had been missing for quite a while, which was a, a personal experience. And so I found ANZ and I, I found my um, product and merchant services team and we are just extraordinarily diverse people with very, very unique skill sets, but we all have the common goal of just making the process pleasurable and fun for the consumer and we can do it from our home and I think ANZ as a corporation really embraced that working from home mentality above and beyond other corporations which eventually got on board and they really allowed the flexible work and we ended up having a tremendous time and I, I actually can't see myself going back to my former life. Well, we know, um, we all of us uh, who work at ANZ know that, that risk management is absolutely everyone's role, even whether you're a, in the business like you are or whether you're a journalist like me. It's yeah. everyone's role to be involved in, in risk management and risk awareness. But is the mindset similar, the way that you think thought about risk in your previous role and in previous change management roles and the way a bank thinks about risk? Did you recognise a common mindset or you know, common ways of considering problems and issues? I certainly did, which is really quite interesting. Of course, if you take a step back from any industry and you say, how do we operate without risk? To operate an airline without risk is to not fly the planes. To operate a bank without risk is to not lend money. And so you step back and just look at the processes that are in place and they're very, very similar. Of course, we can't operate a bank without lending money. And so you then have to look at, well, how are we going to and how are we going to come across as someone trustworthy and reputable? And I think what we discovered was there was a connection back to the people that we really needed to to make. And I certainly found that with the acceptance and the diversity of ANZ, that that's what we're doing. And I really enjoyed the, the psychology of applying aviation safety into the finance world and I certainly did have to go away and relearn some acronyms because the aeroplane acronyms and the finance acronyms do not line up <laughs> but the decision making process and the risk analysis process is virtually identical so once I learnt the acronyms I was off and running. And you know, we learn to, to recognise things like um, uh, people's behaviour might change or, or patterns of uh, of activity change, you know, these are sort of potentially risk signals. Uh, those sorts of things that everyone is supposed to be aware of. As a pilot, are you more attuned to, to those kinds of things? So is that one of the skill sets you talk about? Probably not as a pilot, but as an organisational psychologist, I certainly was able to look at, in World War II, uh, women predominantly 
um, bought lipstick because their soldiers were coming home from war and lipstick could be applied to the cheeks as rouge. It could, And it was a, a very inexpensive item to make yourself feel good and to tell yourself that we're going to get through this and we're going to get out of this. And so what we, I could see as a behavioural specialist is we were going to be put in lockdown, but we weren't going to actually stop spending. We were going to reassess what was important and we were going to treat ourselves to some things and we were encouraged to stay at home and eat takeout and drink wine. And so what we could predict as a financial institution was we needed to make sure our processes and practices for online shopping were extraordinary. And so in being able to do that and to predict what people were going to do, we could get on the front foot. And I think that is similar to aviation safety where you can see trends and you can predict that um, passenger numbers are going to go up and people are going to want to go, for example, to the Gold Coast at Christmas time because of schoolies. And so it's it's trending human behaviour that I'm a specialist in that I just really needed to figure out how to apply it in the finance world. Um, and not all people were struggling in lockdown. And it's great to say that emergency service workers and essential workers still haven't had a holiday because of the exceptional work they're doing. And so what we needed to do was realise that they still needed to be able to go out and spend and how were we going to enable that to happen. Um, and that's what I really enjoyed about using my skill set that I had previously used in aviation safety and applying it to a finance perspective. Because that is one of the things that, that's come through in this in 2020 is that a lot of trends that were already in existence, particularly in payments, but in digital banking and in cybercrime, have really just accelerated. Uh, and indeed, as far as cybercrime goes, some new risks have emerged. How have you managed to sort of amp up that pace of recognising these risks and dealing with these risks uh, within the bank? I think we've just had the time to do it. Um, ANZ is a phenomenal organisation, really doesn't run their staff at 100% capacity. They allow their staff to have some fuel in the tank, so that's an aviation term coming out. But in terms of being able to work from home and we're not spending two hours on the train getting into the city, a lot of the staff had the capacity to take a step back and breathe. And so a, a number of the, the phenomenal people in my team who are experts in coding, which I know nothing about, could look at the threats and we could talk about the mitigations and we could get on the front foot of, well, if we're sitting at home bored in lockdown, people who are into cybercrime are sitting at home bored trying. And so you could see that we could ramp up our virus protection and our security scanning and we could get in front of the curve. And I think we did that really well. And I think the numbers showed that we protected our clients. And you mentioned you have no regrets about moving out of um, the airline industry into banking, but you've been at ANZ since around August, I think you said. Now, this year, uh, the business that you're in has been moved into a partnership with Worldline, a global payment specialist. So you've got another dramatic change coming up. Do you really enjoy change that much that you're you're looking forward to that too? I mean, it's like COVID. I sort of had no choice, but I, I think I've become a subject matter expert in dealing with change. And 
what I think is really exciting and everyone should embrace is there really is nothing wrong with being given five minutes to step back, analyze your skill set, and then have a go. And so we're starting up this new joint venture. And if currently in your department, there's something that's just not quite working, send an email or put your hand up or, or go home and over a cup of tea, have a think about what you're good at and what you would like to have a go at because we're about to start something phenomenal and the culture lies with us. And so if there is something not working, let's fix it. Like let's really start off on the right foot. And I can look at 2020 and I know everyone will roll their eyes and it wasn't my worst year of my life. It was actually extraordinary because I realized that change isn't a bad thing change is something that I'm responsible for and it's an adage that I get from Chesley Sullenberger so I'll pay credit to him but your your attitude correction your attitude controls your altitude and I think if we have a think about the joint venture in this new startup that we're about to undertake it's exciting but it's also a chance for us to shine and look at our skill set and have our organisation maybe see a skill that they've never known that we've had before. And I think what that's going to do is enable us to be tremendously successful when at a time people might be a little bit sceptical because ANZ is an amazing safety blanket um, to just go, well, what the hey, let's just have a go. And I'm certainly a reflection on that, that if someone had have told me a year ago that I wasn't going to be a married international airline pilot, I'm going to now be a single mum in compliance for a fantastic financial institution, I wouldn't have believed them. And so where are we going to be in 12 months time and how happy could people out there be in 12 months time if they just put their hand up and say, actually, I wouldn't mind having a go at this. And I think we're very lucky that we're in the extraordinary position to be able to do that with this new joint venture starting up. And if we step back even a few more paces, this time of the year and then the end of the year, the start of a new year, that's often when people do want to think about their career and they do want to yeah. think about what they might want to achieve. And um, you know, I suppose it's a natural you know, turn of the year sort of thing. So as you say, you've had quite a remarkable change in circumstances, but more broadly, how do you think about assessing you know, your future prospects? You've touched on a couple of things there. I think it's important that people realise that it's, it's completely normal that for human beings to all be subjected to exactly the same situation, that we're all allowed to react differently. And I think once we realise that, then me being excited by the joint venture doesn't necessarily mean that everyone else is going to be excited. And so what I'm hoping is that um, you know people reach out and, and shoot me an email and if they're feeling anxious, I can talk to them about that. Um, we certainly have other things in place, whether it's an EAP program. Uh, we certainly aren't back at the office yet, so we can't have the water cooler conversation that we would normally have where we could appease our colleagues and, and answer any questions and just talk about what's bothering us. So in the absence of that, let's just create a new way to communicate and to get excited and to dissolve tensions. And I think this is why I'm doing this, is change doesn't necessarily have to be a bad thing. We have all come through an extraordinary 2020 and 
my experience won't be someone else's experience. But I think what the company allows us to do is come together at various uh, means and modes of communication and talk about it. And I'm certainly open to um, talking to anyone who wants to talk about change, wants to talk about their skill set, wants to just have a cup of coffee, because I really think that my story is not unique. And I think once we all come together and realize that we've all come through something amazing that we will realize that we have the strength to take this new joint venture to amazing heights. What is an EAP? It's the Employee Assistance Program. It's, uh, oh, I suppose I should know that, shouldn't I? Look, and no, but that's a good question. And of course, I shouldn't talk acronyms without uh, divulging them because in aviation, they mean something completely different. Oh, what does so it mean in aviation, EAP? Well, it depends on what aircraft type you're on. So <laughs> It's <laughs> not business, wings drop off if you hit this button or anything like that. <laughs> I hope not. Uh, it, it, yes, it's uh, it's normally a red button anyway, the ones that make, make things fall off. But um, it's very important for big business that people don't feel like they're invisible. Um, and certainly I've come from very, very large corporations and in this institution I've never been less invisible. I've felt more of a member of a team instantly and... Um, my skill set, which is definitely safety and organisational and behavioural psychology, has nothing to do with credit card compliance, but I want to use them and I want to make sure that my skills are used for the benefit of the organisation, but also that then stimulates me and then I'm happy and the business will then thrive. And that's a byproduct of human behaviour is if we feel like we are valued and that we are a valuable member of the team, we will always work more efficiently than if we're not. So I'm hoping that this um, interview means that we can connect with more of our colleagues and get into 2021 and really look forward to it. Because, of course, COVID remains, uh, you know, obviously a cause of much anxiety around the world and, and much uncertainty. And with ANZ and a lot of other major corporations and even small businesses, how we are going to work in 2021 remains something to be to be settled. I mean, we know work will be more flexible. We know that there will be more remote working going on. We know it won't shift back to what it was in, in 2019. Are there particular ways of, of uh, that you are using to sort of cope with that uncertainty around what your actual work conditions are going to be as opposed to the work that you're doing? What I think is extraordinary is just as a whole looking at what all businesses have done to thrive and I've been in the fortunate position with dealing with the merchants that we work with in seeing a number of businesses go from restaurants to being delivery services. We've gone from, I was actually a patron of a dance school that all of a sudden overnight was doing online classes and what was really extraordinary is grown adults don't particularly like going into a class and standing in lycra active wear amongst their peers. That's quite intimidating. But when you're in your kitchen, no one can see you. And so that particular business thrived in COVID because we realised the psychology of sometimes in a workout room, people don't want to be standing in a room wearing lycra. So I think what we should look at is what worked well in COVID and then come up with the balance of, of coming out of COVID, 
if you want to go back to the office and you're a social person, there'll be an opportunity to do that. But I've personally shocked myself. I'm more productive at home. And I didn't think that that was going to be the case. So I think it's a great time for people to slow down, have a think about what worked well, what didn't work well, and then do something about it. Tell your boss, tell your mentor, tell your staff so that big companies can adapt. And we've seen that in places that do home design. You don't walk into a, I'm going to use Metricon out of the air because it's just popped into my head, but you don't walk into a display village anymore and see massive home theatres. You see home offices because they've adapted to COVID and people staying at home. And I think that's where you will see ingenious solutions to this problem is because people have had enough time to take a breath and reassess. And some of the businesses that we've dealt with have thrived in COVID. Look at internet companies, online meeting platforms, applications. Not everyone has struggled in COVID. And so for those of you out there that have been in places like hospitality and aviation and your hours have been cut back, look at the industries that have thrived and jump on, have a go. There's nothing to lose. Well, indeed, I, I'm sure it's good advice to slow down, like you say, but you're not actually slowing down. Is this right that you're actually in an astronaut training program with Advancing X? Well, I mean, I have been forced to slow down because July last year I was supposed to go to the Mojave Desert and do survival training and um, not wasn't able to do that because of international flights being stopped. But yes, I currently am in training uh, with Advancing X as one of their career astronaut candidates. And hopefully I get to go and, and represent my organisation of ANZ and do my training this year and keep on going. Well, we look forward to talking to you when you become an astronaut and saying, okay, what are the risk management things you've learned in being an astronaut that apply in financial services? But um, thank you for this. It's been a really fascinating conversation uh, early in the new year. And hopefully everyone takes the advice to step back and look at their career and look at how things are going. But Thanks for your time, Sally. My absolute pleasure. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you too. See you later. Thank you for listening to ANZ News. This podcast is produced by the Blue Notes editorial team with music by Kevin McLeod. ANZ News is a publication of ANZ Banking Group.